Okay, welcome to the Inner Transformations podcast. And I'm here again with uh, Michelle Kearney-Lopez. And today we're going to talk about crystals. Hi. <laughs> Happy to be here. <laughs> so, um, so Michelle, uh, um, I, I consider you someone that uh, is pretty knowledgeable about crystals. We've, you know, you've told me about your, your crystal adventures okay. over, yeah. over the, the past few years. Yes. Um, it's an interest of mine, but uh, um, I would like to learn more mm-hmm. today. So, okay. Yeah. So, um, so may, uh, maybe start out, just tell me, um, tell us mm-hmm. uh, what, uh, how you got started with crystals or what was what okay. originally. All right. Well, um, I got started um, with crystals um, starting around 2012. And as I mentioned before in a, in a previous interview with you, that was a, a another awakening that had gone through um, on my life journey here and um, at that time I was looking for ways to help myself and to um, to heal and to you know clear some of the um, energies that I was working with at that time and and so I started getting into yoga and crystals just seemed to be a natural extension of that so I started um, just exploring them and I just started acquiring a few at a time. And at that time, I didn't really know that much about crystals, but I, I knew that I wanted to work with them somehow, and I knew that I wanted to learn. So I was very much in a learning capacity and um, just absorbing you know, information at that time. Um, but somewhere along the way, they, they took on a, more, a much more special meaning for me and I really started to see them as um, allies and tools in healing. And I wanted to learn even more. So I took a few um, classes in crystals, some coursework. Oh, okay. okay. So, and that's when they, when they really came to life for me was when I started um, taking the crystal courses. Okay. Who, um, who did you take your courses with? Your... Um, I took my courses from um, Victoria Vivas uh, Kwong. Um, she's a, a healer from the, uh, just outside of the L.A. area. Um, over in West Covina, and she offers many healing classes, you know, um, she's a Reiki master for me, Um, so like Reiki classes, um, crystal healing, she offers shamanic classes as well, shamanic practitioner um, classes, so um, it was a really, she's a great teacher, and it was a really great learning experience. Wow, sounds sounds wonderful. Yes, Um, but you know, the crystals, um, when you start working with crystals, it's more than just, you know, classes, right? It, it, there has to be some sort of a connection that is formed with them. And so through this whole process, um, I started to form um, a connection with them um, and a, a love and an affinity for them. And so the way I see them is that um, each one has its own unique personality, you can look at them as little um, beings uh-huh. <laughs> um, with their own personalities, and they each br- have a talent or a skill or something that they bring. And so when I was doing the crystal classes, I started to realize and understand that I could really tune into them and get a f- good feel as an empath, get a good feel for what that crystal was about. Um, and I got to see the power of them firsthand, too, through the, the healing work. And I could, um, you know, see how their energy really does help um, with the um, hands-on healing, um, energy healing of the body, 
uh -huh. um, and the mind. So. Yeah, I imagine uh, a psychological healing as well, huh? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I remember now. Yeah, you did a. It's been a few years back. You did a. Uh, um, a healing on me. You, oh, you, oh, I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. A, um, a, a Reiki and crystals. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yes. At that time, I learned how to do uh, layouts for the body, and so um, I learned how to create like the, a safe uh, container, and then um, I learned how to do layouts that were to to um, work on specific things. So, for example, you know, um, chakra balancing. Um, um, you know, protection and shielding, um, and, uh, you know, energy brightening, that kind of thing. So, um, and then I kind of would experiment and just make up my own uh -huh. and, right. um, and, and I started doing them on myself. So, which is not an easy task. I would, uh, kind of get into in this sort of laying down position and start positioning the crystals around me and on my own body. Uh -huh. So I could test out the layouts that I was doing. And so I myself could see what they were doing for me. And, um, of course we would, when I was taking class, we would take turns and work on partners. And so that was really effective. Um, and, you know, they definitely amplify the energies uh, and you can really see that they're working, uh -huh. um, that they're, they're clearing energies um, from your energy bodies. Um, so yeah, lots of fun. They, the thing about crystals, when, when I think about working with crystals, you really do have to approach it with a sense of um, playfulness and imagination. Oh, okay. Uh -huh. okay, because if you... Yeah. If you, uh, to, to the average person, they might look like rocks, <laughs> right? Well, they're very pretty rocks. And they're very pretty rocks, <laughs> and we wear them as jewelry. A lot of people wear uh -huh. them as jewelry. But we may think, like, well, they don't really have much life force or much life beyond that, you know? Yeah. They're just, you know, rocks, very pretty nice rocks for the most part. Well, I've, I've noticed, um, I, uh, when I first uh, was introduced to crystals, I, I, had a, I had just come back from India. I was teaching, teaching yoga. Mm -hmm. And I'm very much uh, into yoga, uh, but I had a I had a young man come to my classes one time, and he asked me if I meditated with crystals. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, I, at the time, I just looked at him like, "What? What the hell are you talking yeah. about?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? Um, These are rocks, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but uh, since then, uh, like like for instance, if it's okay if I pick up one of your yes. crystals, yes, yes, you can. Um, you know, I, 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 I've, I've learned that, you know, if I hold it, I hold a crystal for a little bit mm -hmm. that, that I can, uh, that I can feel, mm -hmm. you know, it's in, in my body. Yes. I, I can feel the, I can feel the, the crystal mm -hmm. of energy frequency or whatever, which yes. is, is, is very cool. Yes. You, you, you can't, you know, you have to slow down. You have you to do have, have to take a few down. breaths and, and tune in, but you, yes. you can, yeah. You do have to slow down and get quiet. Now, um, the, from if you look at, like, we could look at it from two perspectives. We could look at it from a very scientific perspective, and you could look at it from a multi-dimensional perspective, right? From a more spiritual point of view. But you, but when you start looking at things from both of those lenses, you start to realize they are the same lens. There's not yeah. that much difference between the two lenses. But let's just go there for a minute. And so, from a scientific point of view, <clears throat> crystals um, and gemstones and they hold uh, a specific um, frequency or vibration, okay? And their vibration mm -hmm. is very stable. It, it's very unchanging, okay? Whereas our human bodies are in a constant state of flux, and the, the okay. human body is always changing. Right. So when you introduce the frequency of the crystal 
into the human body in into its atmosphere you are helping the the human body will automatically start to entrain with the crystal okay you could kind of look at it i'm not an expert in music but i think the same thing happens in music where there's sort of this frequency entrainment that happens when you have multiple frequencies coming together oh, okay do you understand what i'm saying like oh sure just uh, uh, well just like pendulums pen, like a pendulum yeah. right yeah so um you could kind of look at it like that there's a frequency entrainment that happens and so um so your body will start to stabilize in that area and if you if you put your intention into it so crystals will operate from intention right our, our human minds we, we think thoughts and we can we can use them um, that way that even amplifies it even more so let's say for example um, i have a piece of a citrine here i'm going to pull go for my citrine oh beautiful yeah, yeah it's yeah. gorgeous crystal isn't it and so i hold the citrine in my in my hand and it depends on which hand you're holding it in right you have a dominant hand and a less dominant hand or a masculine or a feminine hand i'm going to put it in my um less dominant so my my feminine um i can i can start to mentally intend that well this crystal is going to help me with my um, wealth and prosperity and the reason i chose wealth and prosperity is because that's what we have sort of assigned to this crystal that, oh, with that, a it, yeah, that, it, yeah, that it works that. with, right? That. We yeah. look at the golden color and we look at it and we go, okay, so this is, um, you know, helping to bring more abundance, more prosperity. And, you know, my field is starting to resonate with the crystal. So I'm just experimenting with it as we speak right now, as I'm talking to you. And I'm just getting quiet for a minute. And so in my field, automatically, I know that my auric field is starting to turn like I could, I could even feel it changing colors right now. Uh -huh. Like I can feel that energy starting to circulate and emanate through it. Um, and like I said, you have to use your imagination with these and you have to look at it from a playful perspective because they are playful. Uh, uh, their energy is a playful energy. Okay. They don't take things too seriously. They are neutral space holders <laughs> okay. so they come well, I, in service and they I also, don't i also get the sense you have to be uh, uh respectful of them as well yes yeah, but, yes yeah. And, we, and that's just the earth in general whenever you enter into um a place on the planet that is a, like say somewhere like a profound energy center you enter it with reverence and respect right and that, it doesn't even have to be a profound energy center just everything you could look at everything as being like this sort of sacred place, right? This park we're in is a very, to me, people come here and play and play, play soccer, but to me, it's a sacred sanctuary. Uh -huh. Okay, it's a place where um, I can, I can heal myself and I can, and can heal others, um, whether it's you know doing an exercise class or you know mm -hmm. teaching a, a yoga class. Someday I hope to teach here, um, or doing uh, energy reading. Uh -huh. Or having an interview or like having, right or, now, or, right? Or, or, talking, or, or, or talking about crystal, doing a crystal class. Doing a crystal class. Yeah. So we're this is all sacred, and so we always look at it with reverence. But um, so they are quite uh, powerful in that way, and we can work with them in more powerful ways. And you could also look at any tool that we use for healing, whether it's a crystal, a sound healing instrument, um, you know. I'm trying to think of some other uh, tools that we use, we, we can look at these as allies or supports in healing or permission slips because we all have, we have the power to do these things inherently within us. Uh -huh. 
but it's untapped power, untapped potential, and sometimes we need a permission slip to feel abundant, right? And so when I'm holding that crystal, it's really kind of a permission slip okay. <laughs> of okay. my belief system, right? If I yeah. believe in it enough, then it has more so potential to manifest. So a little, a little bit like a placebo. It's, it can, so yeah, you, yeah. We, we can look at it as a placebo, but um, because I am a limited human being, it works for me, uh-huh. right? It works. And, and anything in life can be a placebo, whether it's, oh, I'm going to eat spinach because it's going to help my body, <laughs> right. you know? And yes, we do know there's, there's minerals that go into your body, right? <laughs> but, you know, intention creates the power of it. So... You know, otherwise they're just rocks, right? Uh-huh. So we, we do have to put our, our, our intentions into them. I, and I, I don't mean to ramble on. Uh, so well, just let me know if you want to move on to another well, uh, idea. Um, um, well, tell me, how, how, how do we go about putting an, atten- an intention into a crystal? Okay. Yeah. All right. So um, there's, there's a few ways to do it. And so this also gets into more like the uses of crystals. Okay. The uses of them. So... Um, I could, let's say I want to um, have, let's say I'm struggling with some anxiety, okay? Mm-hmm. Or let's say I have a speaking engagement or some, some place where I'm going to be, have to speak or be um, tested in some way. Um, maybe I'm go- undergoing some sort of evaluation at work or whatever it is, right? And so I want to feel a little bit more calm. So I might choose a crystal that I know is going to, to bring that calm. And so right away in my little basket of crystals here, I went to this... Um, blue lace agate. Okay. See, I'm holding this little piece of blue lace yeah, agate. And you didn't, uh, it, it didn't look to me like you, you uh, went looking for it. You just picked it up. Yeah. Well, I've worked with it before and, and, and a, I know the power mm-hmm. of blue lace agate and I okay. know that it has a very soothing feeling to it and it's very good for calming um, anxiety, especially with speaking and the throat blue, chakra. Blue lace agate. Blue okay. lace agate. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I hold it in my hand and I make an intention and I actually, I, what I, what I usually do is hold it up to my heart and visualize a loop of energy going from my thoughts to the crystal and back around again. Okay. Okay. So I'm creating a loop of energy. And as I do that, I'm thinking, you know, thank you for your service. Thank you for helping me with my anxiety today. I intend to feel calm. I intend to let the words flow freely and that kind of thing. So um, I've already created an intention with the crystal and connected with it. So our energies are in training uh-huh. and I might just wear it in my pocket that day. Okay. Or somewhere on my person. And if I have a necklace that is that, I could wear it as a necklace. Okay. I'll, I could okay. wear it over my throat as a choker. I could wear it over my heart or I could wear, even wear it over my solar plexus if I'm wearing a necklace, depending on the chain. Many ways to, to work with it. Okay. So that's one simple way that a person could work with a crystal um, to help them in their, their daily life. And it's interesting when you start doing that, then more synchrony, more synchrony, synchronicities can start showing up related to that theme or idea. Okay. You'll see it happening. Uh-huh. And then that gives you more confirmation that the crystal's working for you. And, you know, did you give yourself permission to not have anxiety or to be calmer? Maybe, right? So you see how it works together. Uh-huh. They work in tandem, your thoughts and the crystal. Um, Let's see what else. Um, so that's one way that intention can work. Now, another way that intention can work is um, you can um, create crystal grids. 
So okay. you could, yeah. um, so basically what you're doing when you're creating a crystal grid is you're taking a group of crystals and you're arranging them in sort of a mandala type format where you are putting prayers and intentions into that uh, crystal grid. Okay. And this creates, it's like a container for your prayers. I look at them as containers. Yeah, no, I've, I've seen you do that a few times. Uh-huh. Make, I, make the grids. Yeah, I've done it yeah, like yeah. some of our little sacred um, ceremonies yeah, or yeah. things like that. And so um, you're just putting your prayers into them. And there's many different ways to do that, which I'm not going to get into great detail right now because that's like a whole lesson in and of itself. But um, by creating those um, containers, you're amplifying the intention. Okay. So it's even more amplified than if I was just wearing one in my pocket. Okay. Because I'm, I'm, um, I'm bringing more than one together mm-hmm. and I am, the intention is just greater. Okay. Because the process of creating it is greater. So that's another way to do it. You can write down your, your prayers and put them under your grid. You can light a candle and, and do, do it that way. You could put Reiki um, energy, mm-hmm. Reiki symbols um, into your grid. And you can direct energy to come in. Um, if it's something personal, you could bring it, the energy with the points of the crystals pointing inward towards the center to draw in energy for a, a prayer. Or you could point the energy outward so that it goes out into the collective for, let's say you want, let's say, you know, our world's been going through a lot of turmoil. And let's say, you know, like, I just want to send out some unconditional love to uh-huh. the planet, to the, to the earth, to the people, to the animals. And then you direct the points out, outward. Outward, okay. So then that way the energy is directing out. Okay, so something like that. So I've done grids like that for um, unconditional love uh, for the planet. Um, for ancestral healing. Um, okay. I've noticed that those are very powerful ones, the ancestral ones, and I might make a little, put a little ancestral offering next to it, like some roses or something I know that, that they will like, so maybe some sage or some herbs, or maybe even a food item like a cookie or some chocolate uh-huh. or okay. a little bit of wine or something like that, something that I know that they will, they will like, okay? Um, I've noticed energy starting to clear after I've done those types of, of, of grids. They, and I think there is a little bit of a rebalancing time period when you do these, um, where things might start to, you know, fluctuate a little bit and then they calm down. So I've noticed that. Um, so there's so many different ways to put your, your intentions into them. And then they can, you can put them around your space just to energize your space. So another intention for them would be to to raise up the vibration of your personal living space. Oh, okay. Or your bedroom. Yeah, yeah. I have them. I, I put them on my altar. Yeah. You know, I have a few crystals. Yeah. On so my if you altar, have like yeah. a prayer um, area, prayer altar, a yoga room, or something like that, you can um, put them in that space. Remind, reminds just, reminds me. I probably need to dust dust them off. Dust them off. <laughs> yep. So you need to dust them off and charge them once in a while. So um, after a while, they kind of sit there. And that's why I brought them out here today uh, because I thought, well, we're going to be in the park. I'm bringing them with me, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and it, let's give them a charge. And, a nice fresh air, a little, yeah. s- little breeze and sunshine. Yeah, and, oh, so, um, so they can raise up the vibration of your space and you can make a grid in your space. So you could put them in the four corners of your, your home, your, um, 
They could get some um, black tourmaline or some clear quartz crystals or even salt rocks. Salt rocks are crystals, so even like some pink Himalayan salt, put them in the four corners of your home. Um, you can put organite in the four corners of your home and it helps with EMF protection. And, oh, okay, yeah. And that's a whole other thing. Organite is, um, well, we can get into that, but let's finish with the crystals. Well, or um, organite's not a, um, a natural crystal, is it? It's, organite it's, it's, is, a, is a... It's made with crystals. It's but, made with but, crystals. But there's other, it's a, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's just talk about it. So organite is, um, it has man-made materials um, and it has natural materials mixed in. And so um, what, what organite is, is it's a compression of all these um, elements together and it, um, it uses a copper coil. Right. So when you combine the copper coil with the crystals and the compression, and I think there's something, a key, the key to the, this working is the compression. It's the, the pressure. On and the, the pressure, yeah. compression energy, where it creates a field of energy that is um, going to turn uh, positive ionization into negative ionization, which is going to cr uh, create a positive atmosphere. So the, um, the negative and the positive ions will, will bind with each other. So if you have too many positive ions within the atmosphere, um, salt lamps work the same way too. Too many positive ions in an atmosphere or even within your body, you're going to um, experience ill health, um, okay. a lack of wellness, um, bad energy within the home, and or even like a, t a tumultuous type of energy, uh, very unstable. Um, well, it's a, um uh, and, and just low energy. Low in, energy, in, in, right? In general, yeah. Um, these are conditions that are that are right for causing, you know, illness and, and cancers and things like that. So, the organite works to um, to uh, uh, create change the ionization within the atmosphere. Okay, so then you can um, uh, protect yourself from the electromagnetic fields that are around us through Wi-Fi through um, all the electronics. We definitely need that, don't we? Yes, yeah. we definitely need that. So, yeah, so that's kind of how Organite works. And I they're have... very beautiful. Be Organites, if you've ever, if you've, oh, yeah. Yeah. If, our, if our listeners want to look up Organite, you can see that they're very beautiful. They come in many different shapes, sizes, um, and they're super powerful. And you have to be careful with Organite because if you try to, you bring Organite into your space, the first night you try to sleep, you might not be able to sleep oh really is and that, that's true that, of the crystals that are highly charged that's that's powerful that powerful they're huh? very powerful and yeah. so I, they have been known to keep me awake at night until i get used to it because again you entrain with the energy and once you get used to it then you're fine um they even i noticed that even one time i was exposed to a very high powerful organite that my friend made um i noticed that that night i slept horribly and that my I had a little pain in my toe that I had stubbed my toe and the pain just amplified oh, really? greatly. Oh, so. And then when I got away from the organ, I, I noticed I slept better and the pain wasn't as great. And it was because if there's discordant energy within your field, your energy will start to, you know, try to balance itself out with that organite. Okay. So that's a real powerful example. The mm. crystals on their own are a little bit less intense that way. But still, highly charged crystals will create a highly charged room environment. Okay. So you do have to be a little bit um, aware of that. Well, that, that kind of leads to another question I had. Uh, mm -hmm. I was, um, uh, how, do you, how do you charge your crystals? Okay. Um, so crystals can be charged in different ways. And it, 
I like to charge my crystals based on my own energy and what I have a preference for and what works for me. And so for me, I, I really resonate with earth energy and elemental energy. So um, I, um, I like to put mine in the grass. I like to put them in the earth. Uh -huh. Okay, so I have a few here on the grass in front of us in the earth. And so they're um, absorbing the electromagnetics of the earth right now and they're getting charged up. But we're also sitting out here outside in the sun. So the sun is fire energy and that's another way to charge them. And I do use the sun for my, um, for certain crystals. So for example, clear quartz crystal does really well in the sun. Citrine will do really well in the sun. Um, uh, crystals that have a solar energy or more masculine energy do really well that okay. with that. Some, but, some crystals don't uh, like the sun so much. No, some, some crystals are more lunar and so they do better with the moonlight because it's, it's a less um, intense energy. Um, it's still very powerful, but it's more feminine than, than masculine. And so some crystals will fade in the sun, okay? And so like, for example, clear quartz, direct sun is not such a good thing. Um, the blue lace agate, um, celestite, which is like a really light blue crystal. Really, actually that one, I actually cover in a cloth. Uh -huh. um, and if I put it out near the sun or the light, I will cover it in a cloth. And same thing with amethyst. I don't like to let my amethyst hit the direct sunlight, uh, maybe for a very short time, or indirect sunlight. So some of them I like to put in indirect. Well, I know they're they're getting the energy from it, but they're not necessarily um, directly. In Direct, it. it can be very harsh. You can also charge crystals in um, water. So, but again, that one you have to also be careful with because water can pull out some of the color, some of the, and it can um, decompose them a little bit, depending mm. on some are not, like you would not want to put selenite in water um, because it tends to break it down. Oh, okay. Um, but it won't break it down immediately. It can actually, you'd be surprised, selenite can really hold up pretty well in water, but it's not, it's not a natural, um, you know, it's a very soft crystal and you wouldn't want to do that. So I, some people, when you use salt water, I think it's a little harsh, but it, but it depends on the crystal. Um, I have put them in, um, like a running stream. Mm -hmm. Um, if you know, it's not going to take it away, <laughs> you don't want it to wash away, but I've put them in running streams, which is awesome. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I charge yeah, up a crystal, a, just holding it in a running stream. Amazing really really nice to do and sound okay well, so one of them another main way that I use let's say I'm inside my house I don't not I don't want to necessarily bring them all outside um, I can bring out my sound healing tools like a gong bowl or a crystal bowl or a um, tuning fork or a um, tincture bells or something like that and I can I give them a concert I like to just give just them a concert a, okay and we're, I look at it like we're playing we're playing well, well that's right? uh, that, uh, that occurred to me the other day. I was thinking about, uh, because we, we were talking about sound healing. Yes. And, and of course, uh, you know that I'm, you know, I, I play the Tibetan mm -hmm. bowls. And yes. I have my, my different tools. And, um, and I was thinking of how that related to crystals. And, um, and re really, crystals are, are vibrations, aren't they? They're, yes. They're, so sound and, you know, the sound, the vibration of the crystals, the vibration of sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could definitely see how they interact with each other. Huh? Yes. Yeah, because, right, or the well. vibration meets the vibration, and it's a yeah. high vibration, yeah. typically. So um, so vibration will charge up the crystals as well as clear them. 
so it does both so you're getting you know and and then it the same charging and clearing are very intertwined and similar so okay. you can look at them as almost being one in the same okay um, so yeah when you start doing the sound I have found sound to be probably the most powerful way to charge and clear crystals always oh, okay yes okay. because one you can feel like the whole room shift after you've spent a significant amount of time well maybe five to ten minutes at least of pouring sound into them um, the whole vibration of the room will shift and again when you put your intention into it so if I pray for an intention before I do my sound healing and clearing it even amplifies it even more or sometimes I've taken crystals to places or locations on the planet that are sacred so like like Mount Shasta or Sedona and I let them share energy so I'll put the crystals on the Sedona earth and then I bring them back uh -huh. and I say, okay, now will you share your energy with the rest of the crystals here? And I have found that to be very powerful. Okay. And it feels amazing. Your whole space changes, you feel calmer, more peaceful, and the energy in the room is, is optimal. It's good. So it's a good place to live and be. Um, so these are all great practices to, um, to do on a regular basis just to keep your space clear and keep yourself ener energized okay yeah mm -hmm. yeah now you've been on um you've been on a, a, a crystal quest yes a couple times yes i've uh, been on crystal quest so I've, I've been able to go and um and dig up crystals out of the earth um and so that's been a really uh, positive experience and um yeah so it's um when you, when you go on, well, the, one of the crystal quests I went on was um, to uh, Arkansas, and I have found that the land there is very um, sacred and very of a high vibration, and unusual occurrences happen when you get in those vortexes. Uh -huh. <laughs> so um, you really do see the power of, of the crystals and how when I went to Arkansas without getting too much into the details, because some things I like to keep sacred and private. Okay. But yeah. without getting too much into the details, um, you're able to see the elemental beings that, that come to life and connect with you in a deeper way when you create a dialogue with the natural surroundings. So you kind of have to put your intention and make offerings like, you know, like to the land. And so that's what I like to do when I go places. I make offerings to the land. And I, okay. it might be as simple as, like, I'm leaving some bird seeds. Or I'm leaving, I'm, you know, a little bit of trail mix. Um, and I, you know, this is to feed the, the ants or the creatures that live here. And I just do it with gratitude. Um, and so when you do that, then you open up the door for miracles to happen. And, and that's what I have found. But wow. you have to be tuned in and be... Oh, be open to receiving the messages because they are so subtle. Some are not so subtle, mm -hmm. but some are so subtle that you you could miss it. Oh, okay, yeah. You could miss it. Okay, so it's important to, um, you know, just be open and just be listening and listening to nature. Nature will speak to you. So I think the crystals are great allies in creating dialogues with spirit, with nature, with God source, with uh -huh. creation. Um, yeah, so. Well, yeah, and then, uh, you know, when the uh, radios were first invented, they, mm -hmm. they used crystals to, uh, yes. yeah, so you know, as receivers. Let, yeah, let's so. talk about that. So, um, 
computers use crystal technology, um, you know, the radios and things like that. So Vogel was this, this guy who, um, you know, we know um, certain crystals to be the uh, what's called the Vogel crystals. Uh-huh. And a Vogel crystal is a crystal that is super clear and it's sort of etched into a certain shape that has um, two points and it's people use these crystals they're extremely powerful because of their shape and because of their clarity and so it they it is said that the vogel crystal is almost the same composition as water so it's very it's the closest thing to water as far as like an earth element okay um, and so that makes it a really nice conductor of energy. Right. right so then yeah, that brings us yeah. to the body, right? And so what do we know about the body? <laughs> There's a little bit of water in the body. Right. <laughs> yes. So our bodies are made mostly of water. Right. Yeah. So we ourselves within our bodies um, possess this sort of crystal technology. Um, so our wa- the water is a good conduit for energy. And so that's why it's super important that we drink plenty of water. And that we drink water that's highly charged or good of a good vibration because mm-hmm. the waters that we tend to drink, um, they, they're really highly filtered or highly chlorinated. And when you pull out all those elements out of the water, the minerals, mm-hmm. um, then your, body's become, your body becomes too acidic. And so it isn't quite the conductor of energy that it could be. Um, so mineralization of our bodies and getting the good water is super important and then that activates your um, third eye crystals your the crystals within the within and around the third eye which are um, the um, what are they called again Um, um, oh my goodness appetite crystals I think that's the correct word appetite crystals you have those within your body but those are natural those are naturally occurring crystals in the body. They're sort of like microscopic crystals uh-huh. within within the pineal gland. Okay, so um, so we are living crystals, and as we move through this process of ascension of moving from a third dimensional planet into a fourth dimensional planet, which is kind of the transition we are currently in, and ultimately, eventually, a fifth dimensional. Uh-huh. Um, when we do that, uh, um, as we go through that process, our bodies are becoming going from carbon-based to crystalline, okay? So, uh, yeah, so that's where so, we're at. It's a higher vibration. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm interested in speeding up that process. <laughs> Me too. Me too. How could we speed up that yeah. process? Well, was, maybe working with crystals helps, maybe right? Maybe we're, yeah, maybe so. Yeah. So, not maybe so, but for sure so, right? For sure because, so. So that's, um, that's one of the reasons that... Uh, for using crystals, huh? Yeah, so if they you have think... A, so they have a, a, a kind of an evolutionary... They have an evolutionary purpose. Pur- purpose or, or power, and, yeah. And I do... Okay, so that we, we can look at the science of crystals, right? And that they have this sort of electromagnetic effect. They, they actually hold a charge. And it can be seen visually through certain photography or... Have you ever shook up a bag of um, uh, rock salts uh-huh. in the dark? You can see the electro <clears throat> effect because oh, really? it starts sparking. You can see it. Oh, but wow. they hold the charge. Uh, I'm so going to have to try that now. Yeah, try it. Try it. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But I've done it and it's amazing. Yeah, you, you do see it. But if we also look at our bodies as being living crystals and the earth herself as being a living crystal, 
you can see that it is part of our evolutionary purpose and process because one of the ways that we can raise up our own vibration is by working with crystals. And one of the ways we raise up the earth's vibration is by working with crystals. So we have, you know, light workers and planetary healers and grid workers working throughout the planet um, to, to raise the, ele- to the vibration of the planet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So well, this and, is... And I know, um, I know you've, you've talked a little bit, you know, uh, uh, people bury, bury crystals different areas yes yes and it might seem almost counterintuitive when you find this beautiful gorgeous faceted clear crystal to bury it in the earth (laughs) no one's ever (laughs) going to see it right or admire it and but those crystals are serving a divine purpose and they are elevating the area that and healing the earth itself where they're surrounded and that might seem like okay but they come from the earth how do they heal the earth well, because we're interacting with them as humans and we're putting intentions into them, okay, yeah. right? Uh-huh. And so when we, when we speak to the earth through that, that connection, the earth speaks back and she says, yay, mm. you know, we are her mm. children, right? She's our earth mother, right? And she says, my child, you are, you are here, you are present with me and I, I, I acknowledge you, you acknowledge me and it's a symbio- symbiotic uh-huh. relationship, okay. right? Yeah. So it's powerful to make that connection um and it's evolving us it's a it's part of our evolutionary process um so yeah so you just got to approach it from a playful perspective a place of joy and imagination well and there's uh, there's so much to it from what you are there are there particular um particular crystals that you recommend uh for for healing for well, Self, self-evolution. To okay. Kind of so when it comes to choosing or picking out crystals, because people often have that question, well, what crystal do I need? What right. should I pick? Right. So there's a couple different ways to look at this. And one is throughout time and throughout the centuries, information and knowledge has been passed down from generation to generation. Okay. So based on what information has been gathered people have learned that certain crystals resonate with certain circumstances or vibrations, right? So um, you can go online and find a multitude of videos and information and things about, oh, this is a good crystal for that, right? Uh And we can assign crystals to certain tasks. Um, So that's one way to start. If you're just a beginner looking at crystals and let's say you are looking to heal a certain aspect of life, you can go and look up online and and just start with with that, right? That's one way. Okay. But that's... One one thing I've noticed, you Mm -hmm. know, because... Because I, I practice um, Kundalini Kriya Yoga, have, yeah. have over the, I don't practice it so much <laughs> anymore. Mm-hmm. But I've worked a lot with the chakras, the energy system of the body, mm-hmm. and um, so I've looked up charts of um, different crystals that relate to each of the chakras. Yes. But I know that uh, I've noticed there's a huge variation. Yes. In, in, the, in the different charts I come across. You know, yes. So, yeah. Okay. So. So that's based on knowledge that has been passed on and passed on and passed on. And remember what happens when we start putting our belief behind anything. We actually amplify it and collectively we amplify it. So it gives it power, you know. Um, You know, it's like in religion when people believe in a certain thing in religion and then that thing takes on power, right? So same thing with, um, you know, with passing down that. So let me give you an example. So like let's say I have... um, um, I'm going to look at 
then try to get not choosy too choosy here okay so let me just look at this crystal right here so i have the tiger's eye crystal and it resonates through with the solar plexus right and so it's it's going to help you um with your you know divine power personal will um you know oh balancing out competition drives and things like that and coming from a place of divine will not your own will sort of okay. things okay. so it's about being uh, using power in a balanced way over this is about um you know the animal lower nature and acting on it in a very positive healthy way right so now just by virtue of the color of it it's it matches up with what we uh, assigned to the chakra, yeah, that the, chakra, the yellow, the, the yellow, yellow color, yeah, right? Yellow it's color, the yeah. sun. It's the it's the solar plexus. It's so um, that is, um, is one way to look at it. However, crystals, there's no clear cut, definite answer. So if you if I use my intuition, um, I could pick a crystal for, to work with that energy center that is completely different so for example i'm going to pull, pull this one mm -hmm. so this one is ruby combined with um another stone and uh, i can't remember what the stone is offhand but ruby for some reason i went right for the ruby and it's a very a very pretty stone yeah it's dark, it's dark, it's dark. ruby it's not ruby it's um garnet 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 i always i always interchange ruby and garnet because they there's something similar about their vibration and I, sometimes i mix them up this is actually garnet so garnet could also be used for that chakra and just intuitively I feel that and uh -huh. that's because of its powerful it has a very powerful power comes to mind with garnet okay it's like but it it's a little different than the um, tiger's eye because tiger's eye brings in a tremendous amount of the solar light energy but garnet brings in this um, a masculine vibration okay. which is similar to that a powerful vibration which is similar to that but they're different okay so that's so you can use your intuition once you start working with them then use your intuition and just start seeing what you're uh, guided to work with however um, the another good place to start if you're just getting started is colors so if you're familiar with the chakra system you could match up colors so if it's the root chakra which you're looking at red um, you could look at red crystals, okay? okay, or black even for those, um, for grounding, okay? If you're looking at the solar, I mean, at the, um, the um, sacral chakra, we typically look at that as being an orange chakra. You could just assign orange to it, right? An orange crystal, like um, a common one is, um, I'm sort of drawing a blank right now. Maybe my thoughts are, are starting to wane, but um, um, I can't think of it right now. <laughs> okay. Um, um, yeah, it's really escaping my mind. So, and so on. So, for like for the heart chakra, we would assign green or pink. For the throat, it would be the blue crystals. For the third eye, it would be like an indigo or deeper blue. And for the crown, um, white or purple. Yeah, one of my one of my favorite crystals. Or, or, I just just I like the color a lot. I, as I, I'm really fond of, of lapis lazuli. Oh yes, which is uh, which is pro uh, I'm guessing is a, uh, a third eye. Yes, uh, third eye, and I have three. Chakra. Yeah, <laughs> three very powerful pieces here. Wonderful. Okay, yeah. and then another thing you can look at is the shape of the crystal. So the shape of the crystal, um, 
says a lot too. So let's say I want to create an attention for something, a new project, a new beginning. I want to give birth to something. I might choose an egg-shaped crystal, okay, and put my intention into that because uh-huh. it's like a seed or like a new planting a, a seed or a new project or like giving birth to something, okay? So, and then, or I could do, if let's say um, some, a situation that involves love, or healing or forgiveness that way, I might choose a heart-shaped crystal. Okay. Okay. Or let's say I'm connecting with ancestors and I, I'm, I'm looking for some ancestral healing. Then I might go with the skull-shaped crystal. Oh, okay. Okay, and that's the skull-shaped crystals. You know, there's the whole crystal skulls. That's probably a topic. Um, I'm not an expert in those, but that's another topic that I know some people are, have a lot of expertise in and, you know, the, the crystal skulls are a whole other thing, but you can use yeah, those would, for that, that would be a whole other topic. An, ancestral things. Yeah. Okay, so um, and so that might that might not be. Some people might look at skulls and feel a little bit taken back by them, but there's the purpose of them is that they're taking on a human shape or human form, mm-hmm. and so we're fo- we're we're connect, able to connect with those human ancestors that, that live lives um, that are connected to our path as well. Um, and then sometimes if you look in the crystals, you can find they speak to you through their designs or shapes. So like I have this piece of lapis lazuli and when I bought this, I didn't notice it immediately, but Synchronicity brought this to me. I see a male figure in it. He looks like he's wearing a robe. It's oh, a robe okay. Figure. Yeah, I see that. Almost yeah. like a holy figure. Uh-huh. And then when I looked really closely, I noticed a heart. Yeah, where'd it go? The crystals actually changed a little bit. <laughs> oh, there it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, right there, there's a heart in his face. Oh, okay. And crystals do change. You might pick it up one day and go, what? That looks different. Didn't see that before. So, huh? yeah, there's yeah. a little heart there. Okay. And then on the other side, there's this sort of angelic or even a, oh, you wow. look at it as an wow. angel yeah. or a phoenix. It looks like a phoenix. Yeah. Okay. So, crystals will speak to you through through those methods. You, they will speak to you through an electrical charge. When you pick it up, you feel it tingle in your hand. Um, you feel the electrical effect. You can feel it in the heart. You can feel it in different parts of your body. Like, they will surprise you. And some crystals are just dormant. They're just quiet. Maybe that's not the crystal you're working with at that time. Oh, okay. Um, you can put it under your pillow at night when you're sleeping to help you with dreams, to help you with resolving a problem or an issue. So this crystal right here, I got this crystal. It's called a uh, mukite. Mukite. Hmm. I haven't seen. I haven't seen that one before. I'm hearing a frequency right now in my left ear, and I, I think it's coming from one of these crystals. Okay. <laughs> it just like all of a sudden, I started hearing this like really intense sound in my left ear right now. So some one of them is speaking to me, and what I'm you, not really sure which, which one it is. But is <laughs> something's happening. That was very odd, and it wasn't your typical ear ringing. So maybe later it'll come to me. Okay, so I just okay. wait. If I get, I'm like, whatever, if whatever that crystal was, it'll come to me later. Sometimes when my dream state, okay? So this one is, um, uh, I think it's called mukite. Yeah, and it's a very interesting. it looks like it has little pieces of like fossilized shell within yes, it. And yeah, if you okay. look at it, it looks like it has little faces in it. And it's oh, my that's... understanding when I purchased that crystal, I, the guy that I bought it from told me, he goes, oh, well, some people say it helps them connect with um, past lives. And I was like, okay, it's cute, so I'm going to buy it. Uh-huh. So I put it under my pillow that night, 
and I started having images. I really like that. In the color of the crystal. So the images came through like this color, uh -huh. like almost like this sort of grayish brown. And the images, and I saw like people. And it looked like an old photograph from back in the, maybe like a time of, um, maybe it was like England and, or I'm not, not even England, but like a European country in the, I don't know, 1800s. You know, and I'm mm. hearing the word aristocrats, or something like that. And I'm like, I don't know what it means, but something came through. Mm. And, and that, so they will send you little, they project to you. They will project images to you. Okay. And so like okay. this crystal, you were with me when I bought this crystal. This was at um, Shakti Fest. Uh-huh. And remember we, we, um, we st spent the night there. Remember we stayed at the, uh, the hotel there. And I saw this on a table and I was like, well, I don't know if I should buy it, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I thought, well, I'll just leave and come back tomorrow. If it's still there, it's still there. Well, that night when I went to sleep, I kept seeing these, that flash, these flashes. Oh, yeah. The, the, I kept seeing this right oh, here. Oh, look, yeah. When the light hits it, it's, it, it, it looks almost transparent, doesn't it? Yeah. The way you get the different uh, Yeah, it's labradorite, right? Labrador, labradorite. Yeah, yeah. So I kept seeing the flashes of labradorite and I was like okay, um, uh, I think I need to go back and buy that crystal. Okay, so... It was, it was talking to It, it come, talked to come me. Come get me. <laughs> right? I was seeing it, and so I'm like, well, I gotta have it. And it's been a wonderful ally in healing. Like, I've, th this one I, I use a lot, and I bring with me, you know, places, and I brought it to Sedona, and um, it, it, it's... I know we've been talking kind of a long time. We probably need to stop soon, but, um, you know, it... It reveals things. It's revealing. And when I say revealing, because when you look at it at first glance, it doesn't look like much, but then mm. it, you see the flashes. Yeah, when you look at yeah, when you especially when you turn it like that and the, and yeah. the light hits it differently. You know, yeah. The different, um, different colors come out. Yeah, so anyway. Well, wonderful, yeah. Mm -hmm. This has been really, um, this has been really good. Mm -hmm. so, uh, yeah, so it's fun. Just, you know, you just got to look at it from a, a playful attitude, just kind of diving into it. And it's a topic that is so incredibly vast. We could, we could do parts two and three of this. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, you know, but that was just kind of, uh, for listeners out there, just a, a little way to, um, kind of dive into the idea and get, get started with some ideas, you know? Okay. Well, um, thank you so much for yeah. sh sharing all this with us. And I'm, I'm, uh, really going to be happy to, uh, this out there and share it with everybody yeah. okay well thank you okay